Okay, to respect our time, we'll go ahead and begin. Um, we are here this afternoon. I'll, I'll, I'll move back here. I, I'll feel far away from them. Uh, I think they can hear me anyway. Sure. I'm, I'm used to this. Yeah, yeah, we don't need microphones. No, I don't think we need a microphone. It just. No, the recording is different, so. Okay, now then. Um, this was to be a panel discussion with a um, facilitator, and the facilitator is ill with COVID, and you have the panel, and here we are. Uh, my name is Rebecca Naylor. Uh, I served as a missionary surgeon in the country of India uh, for my whole career, and since coming back to the U.S., have been um, working for the International Mission Board, which is our Southern Baptist Mission Board. And I'm mobilizing healthcare people to go all over the world and uh, facilitating their getting there and then consulting on field healthcare strategies. So um, that's, that's kind of... It's very hard to hear you back here, so you need to use the microphone. They said they could hear, so I'll get rid of the mask. That will help. That'll take care of it, maybe. Okay. All right. So this afternoon, uh, this session is to talk about uh, singles and how it is to be single on the mission field. And as you are thinking about what God is calling you to do, um, this may be a consideration that you're just curious about what is it like. Uh, I've been single my entire career, and uh, so I've had a little experience, and I'm just going to share with you a few general points and a little of my story, and then hand it over to my colleague, and we he will um, talk with you as well, and then we'll have plenty of time for questions and answers so we can interact also, um, keep in mind that we evaluate our breakout sessions. And so in your program book, uh, breakout session number three, there is a QR code on that page. And, and probably by now you're all swift with this, but that will be your evaluation opportunity. So as we think about singles in missions, um, which it's not advancing, that's even more interesting. Well, I guess it is. It's not on my computer. That's the problem. Okay, let me back up. Um, so, we are thinking about uh, some questions that we'd like to answer this afternoon. Do singles have a unique role in mission service? What are some of the challenges for singles in missions? And ways to be fulfilled and content as a single on the mission field? So... Looking at the picture, is there a difference between doubles and singles, between married and single? Um, and as we think about that, there are some unique opportunities that singles have. And I think it's important, you know, maybe you look toward the negatives. Let's look at the positives. Um, easier language learning. You're, you can focus a little better. Uh, more time you can spend with nationals, able to respond quickly to emergency needs, um, more time for ministry and preparation time, uh, relationships that you may form with missionary families. Uh, actually, we've got uh, a couple of guys in the room. I was talking with a single man yesterday and he found this, rather than an opportunity, he found the missionary family relationship a problem because he could not just drop into their house if the husband was not there. And if the husband was there, you know, he's been working, he's home, he, he wants to focus on his family and his kids, and, you know, and, and this man just felt kind of left out. Uh, freedom to travel. You do have that, uh, not, not needing to pay the airfare for, you know, five kids or something. 
obedience to call as a single points national believers to consider obedience to God in this area. They may be facing some of the same questions you have faced and special opportunities to evangelize and disciple singles. You can relate to singles. So are there any challenges? Well, unfortunately, yes, there are. Um, Why do we even have this session? Why do we even talk about single missionaries? I don't hear anybody talking about married missionaries, but they talk a lot about single missionaries. Um, You may discover occasionally there will be a little condescension, you know, poor thing. You're just, you know, you're just in this kind of bad situation. Um, and maybe it's something that needs to be corrected. You know, you're single. Maybe there, you just need, there's some correction needed. Uh, I read a book about a, a sing, from, by a single lady, a missionary, and she said, when they asked me, are you married? She said, I just respond, no, my husband died at birth. <laughs> And she said, usually that stops the conversation. Um, Maybe you have a a feeling of loneliness. This is something singles often ask me about. Well, let me tell you, married people can be lonely. And let me tell you also that it's not just overseas. You can be lonely in America. So, um, you know, we know the characteristics of loneliness But it's common everywhere, and it may happen. God is your presence with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Um, So what about relating to your mission organization or mission families? Um, Often the single is passed over for leadership positions. Um, Maybe member care in your organization is more directed to families and couples than it is to singles, and you've got needs too. Um, Interdependence, integrity, these can be challenges. Um, In in the culture to which you've gone, I know in India there were very few single women. I mean, marriages were arranged, you were expected to get married, the single woman did not live alone, for that would imply she was loose. And so she would just live with her parents. And, uh, you know, you may be an oddity. Uh, local people then will accept you and, and even appreciate you, but they won't really understand you. Um, national partners may be hesitant to work with you. Um, and you can feel very isolated. I think another thing, uh, some challenges especially in certain cultures, ministry to people of the opposite sex. You know, I've read biographies of of missionaries. Um, A famous Baptist missionary is Lottie Moon, and she went to China as a single, remained a single, and she was told she could not uh, preach to, minister to, or witness to men. Well, she wrote back to the mission board and said, you know, these men are dying and going to hell and nobody's going to tell them about Jesus. What am I to do? And, of course, she ministered to men. But, you know, that can be an issue. And then security concerns. Um, These are challenges. Well, how do you overcome a challenge? Um, Meeting challenges. Remember, your identity is in Jesus Christ. It is not in being single or married or your husband or wife or any of these things. Uh, Know that contentment is independent of circumstances. It was Paul who said, In whatsoever state I am, therewith I am going to be content. It's a choice you make. And you can be very content and fulfilled. Um, know that you're complete in Jesus Christ. If you feel like as a single you're incomplete, you're not. You're complete in Jesus. Um, and make prayer and time in God's Word priorities. That's very important in overcoming these challenges. Uh, develop relationships. It's just like whether you're here or overseas. 
you have to work at this. Relations don't just fall out of the sky somewhere. So you must invest in people. Have an accountability partner. That may help you. You know, are you making those efforts to relate? What are you doing about it? Are there any integrity concerns? Are there security concerns? Um, use your uh, gifts of hospitality. Use your home. That, for me, was a very important part. Uh, as a single living overseas in India, I was the only foreigner. There were no uh, no Westerners. Uh, a very no-touch culture, and yet, you know, I could invite people to my home. And that assured social time. Also, in your home, you're free to say anything. And you can talk about Jesus, because it's your house. So, hospitality. Um, develop your hobbies. Uh, what do you do to relax? That That is important. And take the short breaks. You have the freedom as a single. Uh, a married person can't just, oh, I think I'll take the weekend off, you know. Can't do that. Uh, and take care of yourself physically, emotionally. Um, and just briefly now, and I have about three minutes, I will tell you just a little of my own story. I served in the country of India in the Bangalore Baptist Hospital uh, when I went there in 1974, it was a 40-bed unit. Today, 440. Um, I worked in the clinic, obviously. I saw patients trained as a physician and as a surgeon. Uh, you always do jobs you didn't plan on doing, and that doesn't, that's not peculiar to singles or married people or anything. Um, I became a gynecologist. Um, I did lots of administration, including being CEO of the hospital. I loved teaching and was involved in setting up, uh, organizing, developing educational programs and did a lot of individual teaching. As I said, I used my home um, hobbies. I play the piano. I thought when I went to India that, you know, it was still for me, it was a hobby. But I didn't think I could use it. Well, we had a hospital choir. I played for the choir and had wonderful opportunities of service. And then all the years I was engaged with national partners in church planting and discipleship ministries. So um, specifically how to integrate. I prayed with every patient before surgery. Uh, we had a, a Sunday service with patients. I told Bible stories in that uh, setting. Um, and, of course, my own personal sharing my faith with patients and staff, uh, discipleship ministry and church planting. And the hospital today is a very busy hospital. The numbers in parenthesis are pre-COVID. Uh, it fell during that bad COVID year. Um, but uh, roughly 350 to 400,000 outpatients in a year in the hospital. Um, as of now, uh, or as of January 1, it will be 440 beds and uh, a major academic center. And the hospital is still strong in its spiritual outreach with about 100 to 150 professions of faith every month. Um, the hospital reaches out to the community with rural health, urban health, mobile clinics, uh, we have a large palliative care program that's both rural and urban home care for people with terminal illnesses and an uh, outlying breast cancer detection program. My biography has been written. Uh, missionary biographies do a lot for you. I couldn't say enough about reading missionary biographies to learn how people were called. How did God speak to them? What did they do when they went? What were the challenges they faced? How did they cope with everything? Um, and so you can find the book on Amazon. And uh, this is a verse that uh, actually a few years ago uh, God gave me on my 70th birthday. And uh, I found this verse. Uh, since my youth, God, you have taught me, and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. And even now, when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation and to your and your mighty acts 
to all who are yet to come. And that's what I'm here to tell you today. God is at work. He will work in your life and use you if you give your life to Him. Being single is fine. I'm at 116. Well, they'll ask questions. You come. I didn't know I could do that in 15 minutes, but I did. about what I do here and in Lebanon internationally. I'm going to leave them here. Uh, if you don't get one, uh, also email me and I can send you one by attachment. Thank you. Wonderful. We're taking a little time to do the transfer of technology. Uh-huh. And how is everyone doing today? So good to see you. Yes. Vibrant audience. Younger age, that's uh, wonderful. I'm older than I look, by the way, so <laughs> but I try to remain uh, active and vibrant and pressing on, you see, with the joy of the Lord. Good. So make sure you can see some of that, and I'll move a little bit away. And I speak a lot in many conferences and different topics and different audiences. So I have a large PowerPoint. I'm going to go through quickly some of the uh, slides, but I'll be happy to send it to you later on if you would like for your further reading. This is what I call it. I don't like the term single much. I say unmarried adult, maybe. You see, it's better. Or without family, because we are totally good people. Uh, as my colleague, Dr. Rebecca, eloquently shared with you, uh, being single is not a defect. It is a full institution, in my opinion. So we don't want to sell ourselves short by losing a legacy that we may be able to build for years to come. There are advantages and there are disadvantages. Any type of life, any type of journey has both. Nothing new under the sun. We need to redefine our position, redefine our terminology and our identity, always. And readjust to the times and adapt to the seasons, right? Regardless of what is your social status. We have, as unmarried people, status, we may experience major frustrations sometimes, or mental, mental agony or challenges, unpleasant experiences, emotional longing. But you know what? I've worked as a psychologist with hundreds of couples, Christian dedicated. They are in trouble, most of them. They're longing, especially the woman, longing for intimacy, longing for closeness with her husband. He doesn't have the language. He doesn't have, only he wants little sex at some point, and that's it. And also many of them are discontent. So why is that? I'm, I'm sometimes pleased. I don't want to be a statistic, you know, of separation and divorce and discontent with these. But the emotional longing will never end. God has placed eternity in our hearts that we shall know 
what God is doing from beginning to end. And we long for our true citizenship and a true place. C.S. Lewis said that. He struggled with aches, aches and longing. There's common temptations. There are unmet needs. But there are some positive gains. We have advantages. We, have, we can make an achievement. And we can develop a powerful mindset. A constructive hope. Resiliency and thrilling. So let's be clear that unmarried person is a full human being with full faculties, full possibilities, full networking and abilities, and we have more freedom to make meaningful connections than an attached or family responsible man. And life everywhere is meant to be enjoyed and endured. At times endured more than enjoyed, sometimes eh. But we are those who have never been married, and maybe some of us will never be married, and that's fine. And I missed so many opportunities because I focused on goals. I moved from here and there. I pursued education, pursued it. And then, but I look back, I could not have ever accomplished all these things if I was married with a responsibility and then wife and a family and then so forth. But we are not a special uh, alien species coming from outer space. No, we are <laughs> full human beings meant to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. So if you're an attached person or relating to unattached, unmarried people, they are people. That's not like special category. Everybody else in one groups in, this, in the churches and community and singles like we have labels. Marital factor is one factor, not the whole factors. You have full human role, existence, and posture. And we can develop both our social self and collective self. Don't stay locked into your identity, isolated. This connectivity is one of the major ailments of our technological century. And country like United States has the most advanced technology and the most advanced medic medicine and education struggling most with loneliness and alienation that they need the most amount of psychologists. So move away from individualism, especially when you work, work in the warm culture abroad with people. Always mix with national, always make network of friends. And remember that we are part of a kononia, which is the spiritual Communion, communion like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So, if you want to say single adults or unmarried status is not a deficit, it's not a desolation, inferiority, or disorder. It's a strength if you know how to manage your unmet needs. So, we can be normal, balanced, lacking, always will be lacking, but God said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. So, but we can be competent and complete. We can enrich others and be enriched by others. We can nurture others and be nurtured by them. If you feel sensation you need for warmth and so a warm body, ask for a hug from an older person or friend or so forth. Have a nice little pillow, call it the comfort pillow there, and then hug it, you know, and then sing and pray, massage yourself a little bit. And physiologically, there are a lot of research on that. It helps with your brain calm you. And then be active with wide range of spheres. And bring your mutual experiences to others and then grow into maturity. You know, we move a lot, especially we are involved in international service. We try to adjust and adapt here and there. We affiliate ourselves with this and that. Accountability, vulnerability, transparency, care and intimacy. We struggle with sexuality. We put it on the side. We learn to be indifferent for that faculty. If you nurture it, water the plant, it will grow. If you leave it, it will kind of subside until the right time in God's economy. So life journey can be rich if we can manage our... Dr. John Stott said, it has been said that the best candidate for company or marriage is not a frustrated single person, but content, balanced, anchored, and fulfilled single by themselves. 
So again, I would say each one of you, man or woman, you are an institution by yourself. We may serve in many roles and increase your roles, increase your talents and influence because you can be an influencer. And then how do you deal with stress, positive or negative, that can affect your level of contentment? And we learn about that because we have faculties, dimensions. Sometimes we grow in some of them and get weak in some of them. Don't forsake all of them. Visit the areas that we need to grow occasionally and learn to be self-aware. Know thyself. Learn the skill of self-awareness. What am I thinking right now? Where is this coming from? What am I feeling right now? Where are these coming from? What am I doing now, right now? How am I acting? And how can I readjust those and then be self-aware and learn better coping and surviving skills? I often recommend us do two lists of our strengths and positive qualities and uh, weaknesses and negative qualities. And keep the list ongoing, see which one gets longer and which one gets larger and what can you do about them. Some qualities can be in the middle, either takes you to this way or that way. Like being too detailed oriented, you may become compulsive, perfectionistic or you may become loose. So, serving abroad have many positive experiences, we can treasure those from a sense of reward and joy. Because if you help others, they are so grateful to you. Even give them a little bit, they are so appreciative. And that gives you a sense of satisfaction and joy. Uh, wonderful collaborations with locals and nationals. Don't limit yourself to some of your kind, only kind. Some people stay in their compound, you know, or in their little, little corner. You have fellowship, you have in accomplishments, high motivation, aspiration, and there is enthusiasm. When your level of enthusiasm drops, you may get into trouble. Always motivate yourself and always ask others to, to motivate you. Make lists and small goals, big goals, and then keep say, talk to yourself. Okay, Najee, okay, Norma, okay, Philip, move on to the next job. Okay? You fill your time, you can remain, you, you remain with the sense of immediacy sometimes. Not without resting and taking care of yourself because soul care is important taking care of ourselves and others when we are serving under pressure. Now, some of us who go into ministry become over-empathizer, and that will deplete us and we fuse ourselves with the area and people we're using. Or some can become under-empathizers, and that can us like cold. We need to distance ourselves sometimes to protect our emotions, but when we're there, we're fully invested, Okay. That sometimes can lead to f compassion fatigue. And singles or unmarried can, I guess, experience that more because we fill our time more, we are asked to do more, we have uh, passion and we have interest, but that can lead to burnout, okay? Extending too much mercy. And then you know, sometimes we experience little depression here and there and acute stress here and there and some anxiety. But if they go above board, then we know the red flag and we have to step back and seek help. As a global citizen, cross-cultural workers, we need to balance our worldview, always check it, and then develop cultural sensitivity and humility and low anxiety and then keep working to advance kingdom in different way. And the challenge is how to manage ourselves, our time, our health, our duties, our relationships. Some relationships are more demanding than others, consuming. Our temptations. What are the areas of our temptations and vulnerability? And the distractions around and how to develop and maintain a spiritual existential very important to know the, the holes in your souls, the areas of vulnerability. And if isolation alone and loneliness uh, makes you seek those pre-addiction habits, then watch that. Sometimes this connection and loneliness is not good. Sometimes preoccupation here and there. So know your areas of temptations.
And I have a long list of practical hints and solutions. I'm developing that. I'm not going to read it, but I will give you a few of those. I'll be happy to send it to you, hopefully to put them in some kind of booklet or something like that. Remember that we cannot meet all our needs all the time. We can meet some of our needs all the time, all our needs some of the time, but not all. Memorize scriptures. Hear the gospel audibly daily. Sing to the Lord every time you can out loud. Talk about the Lord to others every day. Be intentional in watching your mind, where it's focusing and wandering. Bring it from the negative areas into the positive areas. Avoid self-pity and negative uh, self-view. And be aware of your losses, even things you will never have or don't have. Lament them, grieve them, write about them, and then turn your focus and attention to the positive, what you have and what the Lord is blessing you. Because he's going to move you from completion into perfection someday, see? So, don't wait until all your essential needs are met. Start working and producing and follow your dreams. Put your life in order as much as you can. Okay? Do what you can, where you are, with whatever you have. Keep a diary and a journal. Cultivate contentment and satisfaction and knowing that's not only on the other side of the fence. No, it can be in your camp as well. Transform your loneliness into aloneness. You're alone with God, alone with your memories, alone with your goals and aspirations. Be an influencer. Initiate relationships. And if it comes to courting, don't limit yourself too prematurely to one fellow from the other uh, gender. Remain in groups until you compare and contrast before falling into a wrong decision because your calling is important. Watch your internet use and misuse. Avoid temptations and defer temptations. Sometimes fighting against them doesn't work much. They can say, I'm busy right now. Leave me alone. I put you on the side and then go and come back later on. I'll deal with you. That's a good strategy. And be indifferent for the things that you cannot have. And finally, follow worthy causes. Seek company often. And when needed, because company can do great remedy miracles in your soul. Obey God and his guidance to the best of your knowledge, best of your ability, and he will have the, the results. And let's use time wisely and redeem time wisely and build treasures in heaven, because that's where we, our reward will be, and this is where we can have all our needs met all the time. Let's say those verses together. The Lord be exalted, who delights in the well-being of his servants. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. And the serenity prayer, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And that's my email. If you don't get enough those, you know, I can send you the PowerPoint. Send me, write me. And may the Lord bless you and then keep you in your journey and press on. Thank you very much. I can stand on my right. And then we can uh, now discuss, interact, talk and then visit together, and uh, so good to have you here as well. Any comment or any addition? No, I think we just would like to hear from you and what's on your mind, and both of us have probably stimulated some questions, so this is your time. Yeah, also comment or sharing, you know, or uh, something from your journey, or you'd like to add something, that would be also Nice. Yeah. Did, did, did you relate to some of the material? Yeah. I'd just like to say thank you for sharing with such candor. Because if anybody's anything like me, you put this word single in front of everything, anything, and I usually want to run the other way. Because <clears throat> it's like putting the word pariah up or, 
you know, like, the, you know, the church doesn't always know what to do with us. And, uh, and so I just appreciate your candor and your sweetness because I have found completeness in Jesus. And I don't feel like that's always what's communicated. Um, and so I just appreciated uh, your encouragement and, and, again, just your honesty. Thank you. She was just appreciating our candor and uh, her strength in Jesus, as we also expressed. Um, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. What do you feel like was your biggest blessing being single on the field? What's your biggest? Your biggest blessing. A uh, blessing, yes. Uh, biggest blessing being single on the field. Um, I guess the main difference really was uh, being able to just freely invest in ministry. Um, and I don't mean that in the sense of being a workaholic. There were things I enjoyed and I did them. But um, that is that is a, a blessing that you as a single have. You have just it's some freedom uh, to do what God directs you to do. True. Uh, the blessing is uh, I consider the States is my field and Lebanon and Middle East my field. I'm international, you see. I don't say overseas over there. Everything everywhere is overseas, you know, in God's kingdom. So the beauty is I know that I can spend the energy in the most important places. I always make a list, you know, or I'll try to find out what is the important I can do and what is the most important. I follow the most important. And then the open doors, the open platform, and you become on demand and you make influence here and there. That's very rewarding. And uh, you can accomplish your goals. I do writing. That takes a lot of structure and discipline. I do speaking. I do training for others on the ground. So all of these activities can be really very rewarding. And one thing I would mention that most of us who are busy always are behind on our work. So time goes well, fast, and we feel like very productive. It's not like sitting saying, what can I do with my time? What shall I do? Where shall I go? No. Was that your experience? Always behind. Behind, that means life is very full. Life is very meaningful. I know a lot of people. Married people, old and young, you know, they don't have the purpose, the meaning, the involvement. I wish I have three lifetimes. Do you feel that same way? I have more every day. <laughs> so you see, you know, the, the positive beat that you were talking about, you know, that it's a matter of perspective, you know, yes. I think another thing to remember something I mentioned, as a single, you can relate to other singles better than anybody else. So that can be a blessing. Yes. In Lebanon and the Middle East, we have a lot of uh, nuns and priests. They're never married. See, I relate to them very well, and they confined in me very well. I consider myself sometimes here like I'm in a Protestant evangelical monk. <laughs> Did you feel like a nun sometimes? Well, yes, you know, Mother <laughs> Teresa, who else? <laughs> In a good way. Why not? Why not? So when I'm alone, working hard, I have so many computer work and then reading, preparation, so forth. I'm not mixing. I have my office in old church building in Seattle. I see more squirrels and birds from my windows than people. So I have to practice myself to be in God's presence. Otherwise, you go crazy, especially not much daylight or sunlight there and so forth. And keep yourself busy and talk to yourself positively to encourage. Self-talk is healthy, but negative self-talk is not. Okay. So once, you know, I'm a monk and then sometimes I say, okay, I'm in publicity now. I'm moving. I do well here and then well there. You see? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. You mentioned both of you, like the company of others. I'm just curious to think, you know, as a single, you spend a lot of time alone. But what does your fellowship look like during the week? How do you guys go about incorporating that, especially within the church? Uh, time alone uh, as a single, but then how do you incorporate fellowship in the week, uh, during the week? Is that the question? 
Um, well, at work, I was with people all the time. Yeah, yeah. And no time alone. That was my problem. Um, over-involved. But um, whichever is the one, you just have to work at it. I think awareness first. Be aware. He talked about self-awareness. And then, you know, once you're aware of it, then you figure out steps you can take. If if I needed more time alone, what what are the barriers I'm going to put up and limits? If I need people more, what are the constructive things I can do to invite them to me or whatever? Yes, and then it's important to be on a mature note. You don't want to be too much alone, too much self-care to become selfish. And you don't want to be too much investing that you lose yourself in others. So we need to have those balance, you know. I can be. But uh, as a unmarried person who is involved, sometimes you are over-involved. And you cannot respond to all the invitations for social, for ministry, for consultation, for visits, for this and that. So sometimes the time alone physically is limited. Unless you're working on a project alone to work and not, you know, for, for preparation something. But to have intimate inner circle, people to check on you occasionally, and you can talk to them and have mentors, that's very important. Because we have some struggles, and we hit some walls, we have challenges, we have some grief, we have some temptations, and we have sometimes poor self-care and soul care. So when others check with us or we call them, say, I need your encouragement, I need to share with you something, I need a prayer for this and that. Uh, that's very essential too. I'll tell you a quick funny story. Somewhere in my years, we were uh, within our mission group. It was when I still had other missionaries there, a very small team. But we did one of these uh, psychological assessments, the Myers Briggs, okay. and uh, and we took this thing. And I, this is normal for me, but probably was accentuated. I don't know what I was going through, but. I was introvert off the scale. Whoa. They couldn't even measure it. And, and so, you know, the time comes that we share with each other and all this. And one of the wives came to me and she said, so when you don't want to come to dinner at our house, it's not because something's wrong with us. <laughs> I said, no, nothing's wrong with you. I just... Just leave me in peace in my house. <laughs> you know, I just have to, I have to have downtime. So, you know, express yourself to those so that you have whatever needs you have. True. True. Learn about your personality temperament and uh, your tolerance and level when you start get irritated and when you start get depleted and uh, drained. Some of us are more sensitive than others. Some of us are more outgoing than others. Some of us have higher level of energy or uh, the brain fires faster and uh, larger. So we need sometimes to recuperate and regroup sometimes. Uh, and uh, sometimes we need to process because sometimes the we get ahead of ourselves. So it's good to step back and then reevaluate and then check things. Before going to sleep, I often review my days, where I did I write, how much I accomplished, the interactions, this and that. I pray over them. In the morning, I renew my loyalty to the Lord, and then I prepare myself for the joys of the days and the sorrows of the days, you know, the challenges and the heartaches. And, but, you know, learn about your personality style and your temperament and areas of strength and weakness. But don't say this is completely inspired forever because our social skills can grow. People who are shy can become social. People who are too outgoing can learn to be by themselves longer and then be content. A mature self is a self that can be alone and be content and be with others be content. Can defer uh, gratification, know it, but can defer it. It's cohesive, not spread around, scattered all over, doesn't know our limits and boundaries and so forth, no. 
Uh, we're like mercury. If you put it on the glass, you should have a ring around it. Very solid, very cold. Not like spread all over. And many people like that go to ministry, you know, and they get very scattered. Are you high anxiety or low anxiety? See? What drains you? How, can tol- how much can you tolerate? And all that, because self-knowledge, self-examination, help us to improve ourselves and then become better servants. Because Christ wants healthy people in his kingdom. And we help each other and we encourage each other as well. Yeah, I just had a, I had a question. Um, one of the things that's hard... Uh, I, I can only speak for being a single woman in the States, but I'm sure single men have the same a same or similar struggle. Yes. But there's things that I, I I can do I can do some things really well, I can't do other things. Like my even just like taking care of normal everyday yes. life here at home, right? I'm not great like I was sharing with some new friends at lunch. People keep telling me, refinance your house. <laughs> that is just figuring that stuff out is not one of my Overwhelming. strengths. Overwhelming. I have other strengths. But that's, there's only one of me, right? And I, and I don't have somebody to share that burden with. And going overseas to a different culture and not having someone to share that burden with. You know, the Lord is my keeper and he is my husband and he is glorious and fulfilling to me in so many ways. But he doesn't always, you know, tell me exactly how to, like, refinance my house. True. Or he doesn't take out the trash for me, which is fine. But, like, those things can be burdensome here, and it's a little bit intimidating to think about going somewhere that's so foreign and being having needs because I'm a human and, and do. True. And flaws, and how do you, how do you manage that? Because that's kind of hard to think about. Her question, in case it didn't record, uh, basically the things that you, that you don't know how to do or that you are not equipped to do, and then even here in the U.S., that's a problem. If you're overseas and alone and you can't do those things, what do you do? Um, well, I call for help. Good. Yes. Um, I'm not ashamed of what I can't do. I'd like to learn how to do some things better and, and be more independent. But I very well know I am not independent. And, and now that I'm getting older... I'm learning more about that, having to call for help. Um, but, you know, rats running around my house, I can't deal with that. I just can't deal with that. That's time to call for help. Help. Quickly. Come. And, and I'm not ashamed of that. And God will, God will enable you to either deal with it or get help. That's good. But I also find that there's not always an awareness or understanding or availability. Um, and again, that is just something like the Lord is going to have to provide for me in and, and guide me. And He will. But how do you how do you communicate those things to a team if they don't have other singles there? Like, so um, I'm really sorry if I call in the middle of the night and there's a rat, but you're going to have to send your husband or come over or something and get this thing out. You know, like how do you communicate those things to the team and uh, we had a comment in the back. She was saying building a team, going out with a team, and being having that opportunity for support. You may or may not have a team, and the team may not understand either, which is what the other person said. Um, and, you know, uh, again, y- even the team, you have to, uh, there are ways you ask for help, I then would try to find a way to appreciate. If the husband comes and takes care of my rat, 
then I, I can't, obviously I can't invite him to dinner or take him cookies, but I can do something for the family. Yes. Even for the wife. Yes. You know, your husband just, he just got me help in, when I was in desperate yes. need, and I'm so grateful. And here's something. And so do something for the family or the wife, um, and, and express, that will build then next time when the rat comes again, because he will, let me guarantee, uh, then you, you will have help. Okay, let's uh, have another example than rats to keep on the positive. <laughs> I just if the water, tell I don't like I, I can tell, I can yeah, tell. I let's like think, let, let's imagine the water, you know, break or something, and then uh, the roof leaks or something. Uh, let's back up a little bit. Follow me. There is misconception about serving internationally. You're not going to another United States. You're going to a warm culture. And you make a mistake by staying by yourself and then emailing your friends in the States and staying with the compound. And I've seen many foreign missionaries coming to the Middle East who did that. And I've seen others who forgot about their team and their mission compound and work, and they mixed and merged with the nationals. They adopt you. They love you. They will never leave, leave you. Warm cultures, they would not let you suffer alone. They would not you struggle alone. Once they are your friends, they are always your friends. It's up to you to adopt others, to make friends. Once you talk and mix and greet and so invite and then be invited, that's it. In, in, in two weeks, you can have five families adopting you. And you're not alone. Here, you're alone more. Yeah. So that's one. And I just say amen to that. Yeah. And I was had no foreigners for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, amen. Because there is misconception here. Yes. Oh, you're, you're going single. You're alone. And then what do you do alone? It seems like sitting in a, in a small apartment in New York. Nobody talks to you. That is not reality, <laughs> friends. Yeah. Uh, also, let, I, I, I got a couple of notes uh, uh, here. Uh, in terms of the intimacy needs, that I need someone with skin, someone with voice, someone with, with uh, a warm presence, that is legitimate. Yes. Acknowledge that. Say, Lord, I feel I need for some company, some intimacy. I commit to you that. Thank you for creating me with intimacy need. Thank you. When I feel sexual, but I cannot meet my sexual needs, I say, Lord, thank you that I created me as a sexual being. I am created after your image. Give me wisdom how to, do, to deal with that and not make any wrong choices, you see. And God understands, you know. Uh, but be careful how you meet your needs in unhealthy ways or creating unhealthy habits. I mean, uh, what we call uh, here and there sometimes we do eat extra bar of chocolate. We do look at something you know, and we do search something here and there. And God knows that. But not as a way of life. Because... Uh, you don't know how many people who have partner and they feel deprived the touch. They said, I was craving for touch, for someone to hold me. And so adopt some friends, adopt older ladies, older gen Whenever I go in the States and everywhere, I adopt older couples. Say, could you adopt me as your son? Can I adopt you as parents? I have parents all over. And then... Uh, Hey, son, how you're doing? And then hugs and then meal and so forth. Sometimes only be in the presence of someone, looking them into the eye and not saying much. That's very comforting. So that's uh, very important to regulate our emotions and watch our need, intimacy need, physical intimacy need. And then when sexual uh, desire comes up, you know what priests and nuns do? They say we wait 30 seconds or 60 seconds and then keep postponing that desire, keep putting it aside, keep deferring it, keep pushing it aside. And after 60 seconds, if we defocus, do something else, it's gone. The same for overeating, the same for overspending, the same for overplaying. Some of these urges don't last long. They may come often, but they don't last more than 60, 30, 60. And then try it and see. 
But just by talking to them and say, I'm not, don't have room for you, leave me alone and push them aside. Uh, someone said, maybe Luther said, I can't prevent birds to fly on top of my head, but I can prevent them building a nest on my head. We need nests of positive birds, but we don't need nests for black birds. Yes, sir. This is a little bit more lighthearted, but um, do you feel like people will try to set you up with a spouse your whole life of being single? Because I've known for, like, kind of getting through the last 10 years, that seems to be every ministry I'm in, they have plans for my life that slowly takes them a while to realize. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what I said. They think you need correction, so they'll fix it. And, and yes, this will go on forever, uh, even even when you're old and gray. Sure, 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 sure. And, you know, you take that as a compliment because they find you charming and then good prospect. Uh, sometimes, sometimes I say, yeah, I'm open for introduction. I didn't have time. I didn't pursue. I missed a lot of opportunity, especially if you are moving a lot and speaking and then being visible and being... Uh, outgoing, and then uh, people like their personality, educated, spiritual, international, plenty. I missed a lot, you know, I could have. But in my heart of my hearts, I say, well, Lord, you know, maybe if I pursued or if I got married, and if things don't work well, if it's high maintenance or the spouse gets sick or need a lot of attention or children, this and that, I could not be so mobile. I could not be so available. I could not pour my soul and energy and mind into some worthy goals. You know. By God's grace, you know, I've been invited to write and speak in conferences of all sorts that if I was married or caring for all a parent or children, I would not probably have a fraction of that. So, I mean, there is a price to pay always, and there is a joy to pay always. My conclusion, in our journey, the Lord will never give you a task or, or responsibility without the reward and privilege. And there is no reward or privilege or uh, uh, good uh, place in Christianity without its responsibility. And uh, live with your achings, with your longings. Make friends with them because they're part of us. They have shadows. You know, embrace the shadow. And then know that the best is yet to come and uh, all is going to be well and I'm going to be whole and complete to the perfection. I don't take vacations or leisure and people, you know, rebuke me sometimes. I said, you know, there's time and I'll go into galaxies and then I'll have my garden. I'll go to libraries for, for thousands of years, you know. But uh, I, would, I would encourage you really to uh, press on and dwell on the positive and strength and the hope side of life. Yes, ma'am. Um, kind of along the same lines, but you talked about like people sometimes think of single people as being a different species, or there's that condescension yes. that sometimes comes up when people are talking about you as a single. How have you all learned to respond to some of those yeah, things? Yeah, yeah, okay. And Yeah, basically how to respond to all the comments and then how we relate to others and let them know your, your special needs and special uh, status. I think it's, I don't think I did anything special. It's just being yourself, forming those relationships, just what what you do to relate to people, whether they're single or married. And, and that trust and that respect has to be built. Uh, over time, you earn it. You earn trust. You, you, they, you respect them for what they are. Uh, they will ultimately respect you for who you are, and uh, highlight their gifts. Uh, let them see you, and it will come. It, it will come. Yeah. Uh, and just when people say things, just throw it off. It just you know, yes, it's there. Um, but, uh, you know, show them that you're happy. They think, oh, poor thing. But you can say, life is great. Yeah, yeah.
Yeah. Uh, if we have time, I'd like to hear from you what uh, people ask you and how do you, did you respond in the past or what would be some good phrases to throw back, you know. Can I share a quick Bible verse? Okay. God's heart for the single Isaiah 56. Isaiah 56. Uh, verse 4. Verse 4. Uh, verse 4. Thus says the Lord to the eunuch who keeps my Sabbath. Well, let me back up. Verse 3. Uh, let not the foreigner who has joined himself to the Lord say, The Lord will surely separate me from his people. Talking about missions. All right, anyways. Uh, and let not the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus says the Lord, to the eunuch who keeps my Sabbaths, who chooses the things that please me, and holds fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. Uh, I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Okay, well said. Thank you very much. I mentioned the verse. But back a little bit about phrases. Uh, Sometimes uh, I would say, uh, oh, I'm waiting for the right one to show up, or I'm not available right now, or uh, do you have anyone in mind, you know, or <laughs> I'm open for introduction, or not now, later, or something, you know, you come up and then smile and laugh, you know. Yeah. We, we just want to thank all of you for coming, um, and uh, he's given you his email. Mine is very easy, rnaylor at org. So thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the conference. All right. Wish we had like three more hours, you know, together. That would be wonderful.